Hello and good morning to Second Breakfast with Lucas and Phil. I'm Lucas. And I'm Phil. <laughs> you forgot to play the little thing. Oh, play the thing. It has it has a much more calm and peaceful vibe to it when we play it with that music behind it. Don't you think, Luke? Yeah, I feel it's like a rainy day, like sitting yeah. at a coffee shop, chilling. Exactly. Maybe a fire's raging. That would be nice right now. <laughs> For those of you it's that have ever, in here. if you've ever listened to the podcast, you'd be like, these guys just show up. No manner of professionalism, just do whatever they want. <laughs> Listen here. We had the heater on, and it was loud, so we turned it off. Yeah. Okay? We made a so, sacrifice for production value. Yeah, we had at least one one manner of professionalism here <laughs> that we have done. So what's going on, Lucas? Oh, well, you know. Yep. <laughs> no, uh, actually, so this morning of recording, which this is going to come out a month later, but... Uh, my wife and daughter's just left out of town. I'm currently remodeling the kitchen, so if my brain doesn't seem to be functioning correctly, it's because it's not. <laughs> and if my brain doesn't seem to be functioning correctly, well, that's just normal. Yes. So, so. Uh, <laughs> what's the best thing you had to eat this week, Lucas? Ooh, that's a great question, Philip. Uh, so here's the deal. We're remodeling the kitchen, so the kitchen is completely torn apart. Yeah. So we can't really cook that well. <laughs> But uh, uh, this week probably though was payway. To be honest, was payway. Uh, although my wife made some delicious chili yesterday, and the weather worked out just perfect to yeah. where uh, you know it was like when, when she put the chili on to cook the night before, it was not cold outside. Then we woke up on Sunday morning, yeah, and it was chilly outside. So and it's it was really cold for today. Chilly, yes. So I actually had chili yesterday for lunch and for dinner because again. Kitchen remodel. <laughs> so <laughs> right. everything comes out of the crock pot of the air fryer. So we yeah. finished lunch. We kind of left it on keep warm in the crock pot and then ate it for dinner again. Yeah. Yes. So uh, we went to, uh, my daughter said, my daughter's getting married in just a few weeks. And she said, mom, dad, can we spend the day together on Saturday? Wasn't that sweet? Aww. Isn't that precious? Katie, shout out to Katie, my daughter. Super fan. Yes. Katie. No, almost, <laughs> almost not blunt. Yeah, Katie, she's going to be Katie Hunt. Katie Hunt. And so... Uh, is she marrying the daughter of the uh, Hunt's Ketchup dynasty? Or the... the, the son. She's well, the she's son. marrying a man. Well, yeah. yeah. I, again, <laughs> this is not trying to... <laughs> just my brain. High level of professionalism. Yeah, there it goes. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, no, the, nothing to do with ketchup as far as I know. Okay. Probably mustard people. I, he doesn't... Maybe so. I don't know. I, I haven't noticed him eating a lot of ketchup. Okay. Or probably because he's sick of it. Because you know that's where his fortune comes from. Probably so. Uh, anyway, so he's. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, so she wanted Food. to spend the day with us, and she has confessed many times. I really like living with my mom and dad. She's twenty three, and you know when I was eighteen, I was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> but my daughter. It's different than that. She, she's a little sad to be moving away from mom and dad. She mm -hmm. said, "Can we just spend the day together on Saturday?" So that was two days ago. We spent the day, and we went to Bramble. Ah, oh, I've heard of Bramble. It's I think very I've good. Been to Bramble. We went there for breakfast. You have or you haven't? I have. I have one time. Yeah. So we went there for breakfast and really, really good food. Nice. So I would give it. I would give it a a bump over. Um. Neighborhood Jam. 
Whoa. Yeah. Crazy. So, uh, uh, but I don't, again, I don't do gluten-free, so I don't know if that, if Bramble I does. I feel like when I went to Bramble, yeah, no, they yeah, had they do some options. Free. Yeah, some options. I think what she said to us is she could do anything gluten-free. Oh, wow. So, uh, anyway. I got to go back. But yeah, you got to go back at some point. But that was really good. I had, I think what I had was some kind of a, I don't remember what it was called. It, it had deep fried brioche bread. Deep under fried it. brioche. It was some kind of a Benedict. Oh, yeah. Some okay. kind of a Benedict. Anything Benedict. Really excellent. Anything Benedict, yeah. yeah. And Bramble did a really, it was really nice. Really nice. So, yeah, that was good. That was good. Um, <coughs> well, Phil, I have, uh, it's not a dad story. Yeah. So, uh, this dad is. Dad stories with Lucas. But I have a story for our listeners because. Uh, I almost died this last weekend. What happened? Okay, so uh, those that know me know I was I was actually in the hospital. So what? Yeah. So last. Lucas? Sorry, Phil. <laughs> this is why we have a podcast so we can talk. So last uh, Wednesday, uh, I got home from work and I was just like, man, I am just feeling like the day was wearing on me. Like you know, like and usually I don't yeah. really like like I'm tired at the end of the day, but not like my body isn't like you need to stop. Yeah. But like by the time I got to like three or four o'clock, I was like, I am just exhausted. Like, so I got home and just kind of laid on the couch and we were supposed to go out. We were going to go look at tile and stuff for the kitchen. But I was like, I just need to like sit here. Like I can't. So I like, then that night I started getting sick. So I text Chad and stuff. I was like, Hey, I can't come in today. And, um, it's definitely not pleasant. And so sick all day, Thursday, all day, Friday. Right. And so, um, but I had planned cause usually stomach bugs like 24 hours. So I was like, I, I've, I have in my plans to be well by Friday. So I was like, I was thinking like by Friday yeah, morning, maybe a day or two, I'll be, I'll be better. Yeah. So I had to go do some stuff on Friday. I went around while being sick and like not recommended. I need to repent of this, but <laughs> I, I had to get some stuff done for other people. Um, so I got the, got everything done, got back to the house. We're chilling. Uh, still not feeling very good. Uh, I ate a little something. So then we get to that night, right? And so I, I end up sleeping on the couch. So I'm closer to the bathroom, running back and forth a bunch. And then, uh, so if it's a poop or no poop, you just won poop. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> so. Oh, man. So anyway, I. It's going to be hard to listen to the rest of the story now. I did not plan. Except to, that we know there's a near-death experience. Yes. I did not plan coming. to stay on the couch all night long. I was like, I'm going to come to bed. Because that's what I've been doing. Like, I've been kind of passing out on the couch at like nine. And then waking up and going to bed. Uh, while I've, for the past two nights while I've been sick. So Friday night, though, like, it was really bad. And so I'm just, like, laying on the couch, just sweating, like, moaning, groaning. My stomach is hurting so bad. Uh, it was about, uh, like, 1.30, and I finally, like, my stomach was hurting so bad I couldn't, like, take a deep breath. And so, like, I'd take, like, a slight, like, I'd, <gasps> and then it would just, like, pain just enveloped my whole body. Oh, and I was like, this no. is This is bad. So... I get up sometime between 1.30 and 3, the events conspire. I'm like, maybe it's just really bad heartburn. So I, like, get up and, like, walk to the kitchen to go, like, get some baking soda and some water. Like, on the way to the kitchen, I, like, like collapse falling over onto, like, the chair. And I'm holding on for dear life to not, like, fall to the ground. I don't know how long I'm so in So you're, there. like, seeing stars. You feel like you're going to pass out. Yeah. And again, yeah, like, disoriented. And so turn back around. I'm like, no, this has got to be worse. Like, 
stumble crawl to my bedroom and like collapse onto the bed. I'm like, Tori, like I can't breathe. <laughs> and so my wife <laughs> is awakened. My pregnant, wonderful, amazing wife is awakened from her sleep. And it's like, what? <laughs> and so like, I'm telling her she's so much compassion and mercy. She calls her mom who like rushes over in order to watch the girls. Her mom is a, is she a nurse? She is, but I, I'm going to the hospital at this point. So her mom is just coming to watch the girls so that we okay. can go. And again, I'm like, I have a stomach bug. Like, am I a pansy for going to the hospital, <laughs> right? Like, I just don't. Uh, but no, they gave me morphine. So apparently oh, I'm not a pansy. Oh, nice. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Lucas. My first time. Very loopy for this night. The guy asked me. If they ask you, you know, on the pain scale, Brian yeah. Regan says, say eight. Yeah. <laughs> Always say eight because you get the morphine. I said, say eight. I said six because, I, you know, I'm trying to be manly here. Like, look at me. I am tough enough. Anyway, um... But yeah, so they did a CAT scan, they did a chest x-ray, they looked at everything. Apparently I had some sort of infection of the bowels, which is kind of a weird... How nice. Yeah. Thank you, Lucas. You're welcome. That's going to be the title of this episode. Yes. Insatiability, <laughs> the infection of infection the bowels. Infection of the bowels. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I got to do some follow-up, GI doctors, all that stuff. But uh, yeah, so I... Are you feeling okay now? Yeah, I feel I feel fine. This was a week ago, or a week, and a ha- week and a half, week and a half ago. I guess close, but uh, yeah, I've never really been sick wow. to the point where I'm like, I am going to die. <laughs> and this was like the first time in my life where like. So did you did you spend the night in the hospital or? We got there. I mean, we got to the hospital like three thirty, and yeah. I left at like seven. Okay, so they did not admit you. No, no, you were no. At the hospital, not in the hospital. Okay. That's what I mean, it you're was. inside the hospital. I was in but the ER. To me, in the hospital, Lucas, uh, implies that we could have come to visit you. Phil, in your the only room. times I've. This is the first time I've gone to the ER because I was sick. Uh-huh. Every other time, it's because I have a finger in the wrong place. You know, <laughs> right, it's yeah. bent sideways. An arm poking the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Lucas, I'm so glad you're feeling better. I, and I'm sorry you almost died. Thanks, Phil. I uh, maybe I didn't almost die, but it felt like it. So I understand. We'll, we'll go with that. Yeah. So have I mean, have you had this experience? I've had this experience. You have the flu mm. or something like that, and you think, "Oh, this is terrible. I hate this." And then you start feeling like a hundred percent better, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you realize, "I still feel really, really terrible." <laughs> right. <laughs> You have this experience and you think, man, I was almost dead. Yeah. I had to have been almost dead. Yes. Well, I Because if I felt twice as bad as this, this is, you know, yeah, I've had that experience. Well, but, and not to over-spiritualize anything, right? But like, we could we could just make the quick illusion, like, this is life in sin, right? Where <laughs> Exactly. Where like, when you come to know Christ, taste and see that he is good, like, it's all of this happens and you're like, did I just walk around feeling like crap all the time? You know, Yeah, like, I just got used to it. Yeah. And Ooh, I, yeah. And we do that. We adjust to whatever our yeah. norms are. That's a it's a wonderful gift and a horrible curse yeah. to, to be able to adjust like that. And I think it's Psalm thirty one where where David's talking about confession of his sin with Bathsheba. Yeah. And he he does, he talks about my bones crumbled within me and these and I think it is when we're walking around with sin in our life where we mm-hmm. just feel this like we don't realize that that's what's causing it. And so then the freedom comes when we do confess and we talk to brothers and right. sisters in Christ and we allow God to come in and change everything. And it's just all of a sudden you're like, well, did I really? Like, I was living like that? Like, did I, I think that was normal? Yes, and we do. We were like, yeah. this, is, this is just what it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's so... Uh, 
Uh, I was going to say something, and it was really good, Mm. but I totally forgot what it was. I believe you. Yeah. So you guys just imagine I said something really good just Wow. So (laughs) profound. So profound. Amen, brother. (laughs) Yeah. I was watching some stretching video, and the guy asked, he was like, how's that? And she goes, profound. I was like... (laughs) No stretches. What are you talking about? Like, oh yeah, it feels good. That's all you have to say. Some hippie stretching video, I guess. Be profound. Yeah, no, I did the same stretch. I was like, no, my hips are on fire. I'm going to die. Now I'm just being dramatic. Oh, man. You say you're going to die too many times, and all of a sudden people are like, this guy's a drama queen. I remember what I was going to say. Okay, bring Uh, it on, Phil. So uh, my pastor used to say this. It's like walking around with your shirt on backwards. You know, you're just like, "Eh, eh, it's not quite right. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then, you know, like what we're talking about is like you adjust to wearing all your clothes backwards. Yeah. (laughs) You just walk around. Because you can. If you don't don't fix it, if you Mm -hmm. don't say, hey, this isn't who I am. This is not right. Uh, Yeah, it can can get bad. Yeah. Anyway. Puts uh, an infection in your bowels. <laughs> yeah, thanks for bringing that back up. All righty, all righty. So, uh, uh, what are we going to talk about today, Lucas? We have no idea. Yes, we do. <laughs> no. Uh, so, Phil has discovered. He told me I found this new philosopher, which a is a brand new philosopher, which is a lie because this guy has been dead for hundreds of years. Hundreds so, of years. Thomas Traherne, right? Thomas Traherne, Thomas 16th Traherne, or 17th quoted by you. You probably haven't heard of him. I hadn't heard of him. But you have heard of A.W. Tozer, yeah, who quotes Thomas Traherne. Yeah, I was reading Tozer's uh, Man, the Dwelling Place of God. Speaking of which, if you want to sound smart, just say you were reading Tozer. I feel like it's like, <laughs> man, this guy is just deep. Like, he loves God, right? Like, he reads Tozer. Oh, man. Go on, Phil. Yeah, so I, I was reading uh, this, this book, and, uh, and he quoted Thomas Traherne saying something. And so I, of course... I'm cheap, and I love buying Kindle books that are $1.99 or $0.99 or zero. I mean, I bought I, – you know, if, they're, if they're dead enough, <laughs> if the authors are dead enough, you can get those books on Kindle really cheap. <laughs> you yeah. can't get C.S. Lewis because he's not as dead. <laughs> no. He's not been dead as long. Well, and everybody still loves like you. Everybody loves C.S. Lewis. Yeah, and no know. one knows who Thomas Traherne is. Yeah, nobody's ever made a movie about a Thomas Traherne book. Good. Yeah, true, true. So uh, anyway, this book is called. It's a book of what they call poetry. It's it is. I mean, it doesn't rhyme. <laughs> it's not Doctor Seuss. It's not Doctor. He's Seuss. no Doctor Seuss, but <laughs> he's all right. <laughs> It's called Centuries of Meditations. Uh, And he makes a point that uh, insatiability, he talks about these two concepts of insatiability and um, ungratefulness. Mm -hmm. And I think we tend to think as sort of stoic Western uh, 21st century Christians that insatiability or or being insatiable or unable to be satisfied is a fleshly, ungodly thing. Yeah, I think it's lumped in with ungratefulness, right? Where we yes. just want to be like, well, I am completely... I, like To be a believer, right, this peaceable life that we are called to mm-hmm. live means that I am completely content. Yeah, exactly. And so I am just content to sit. And I think when we start looking like, Jesus was not content, right? Like if right. the way he walked around, the way he talked, 
was not content in the slightest. He no. was he was cutting through stone. His yes. life, I mean, he was uh, he was driven in a sense, mm-hmm. and he wasn't in a hurry. He was peaceful, but at the same time, he was not just letting life come to him, taking life as it came. Yeah, I mean, it's the it's the whole like John Piper. His he talks about. Uh, I think it's a sermon from the eighties, which I love listening to the Ask Pastor John podcast because they like. Usually they'll have like one one or two podcasts uh, that have John past like him actually answering the question. The other one is where somebody has gone back into the audio files and found sermons of him preaching that answers these questions. But there's one, and basically it's talking about uh, it's easy to go to hell, yep. but but it's hard to go to heaven because we have to we we have to cling to Christ. And it's like we're in a river, and if you let life come at you, it's like you're like a leaf being just flown down the river, and it's just going to take you where it will. Right. And I think that's kind of this this idea of insatiability is like, but when we cling to Christ, when we hold tight to him, that river flows past us, and it's like holding on to him. Like, Yeah. It's more difficult than just letting life take you. But where life is taking you, you don't want to go. Right, exactly. So go on. So Sorry. anyway, so, uh, the, you know, we tend to think insatiability is, is an evil thing, a bad thing. Uh, something that would not serve us well. But Thomas Traherne says, insatiability, in so many words, I'm not going to read his exact words because he's, you know, it's, it's a little hard to understand. He I says, really, says a lot. It's a lot of, a lot of half and death. Yeah, and Phil stuff and I, like if you, that. you don't know, like reading, well, it happens. <laughs> I don't like to read much. <laughs> I was I home teach. I ain't got much of that book learning. <laughs> I know how to read if there's gluten in something. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Phil. This okay, anyway, rails. so basically what he says, though, is, and I guess I could quote, it is of the nobility of man's soul that he is insatiable, for he hath a benefactor so prone to give that he delighteth in us for asking. Mm. So the idea is that, not so many words, is basically insatiability is our most godlike character, quality. Mm. Well, I, to me, I, I hear insatiability, I think, like, to define it, right, as we... Yeah. Because it, like, it's a big word. Uh, but I think of it as, like, an un- unquenchable thirst. Yes. Right? Like, you, you're constantly wanting more. Right. And so that leads me back to, in the Psalms, as the deer panteth for the water, Lord, my soul longs for you. Right, right? Yeah. So I had to think of the word long. <laughs> I'm trying to quote well. But, but I think that is, like, this... This unquenchable thirst that we're called to have this holy quality because it is when it is this and, and it, it relates to the other thing we might talk about in the next podcast which is from C.S. Lewis in The Great Divorce there is but one good that is God everything else is good when it looks to him and bad when it turns from him and I think yeah, it is and this, I think insatiability would fall oh absolutely hundred percent and I think it is we are created to thirst we are created to want. We are created to to be insatiable, to be right. constantly craving more. But when that turns to something besides God is where it becomes evil. Like our yeah. flesh, if we allow it to, like what is gluttony? If not insatiability, like I want good feelings aplenty. I want all the good feelings right. I can have in this world. All so the going feelings. I'm going to keep finding every way that I can fill this void with, with these things. But but this is, look, when we when we take that, we kill it, we let it die, it could, God, the Lord will raise it up for that insatiable thirst for him. Yeah. And you had brought up the quote, I, I don't remember, you can fill in who it's by, but there's a God-shaped hole in each of us. Right. Pascal, or, Blaise Pascal. 
Thanks, Pascal. And so it is this, like, we have this desire within each of us that has been placed there from the beginning of creation, right? Mm-hmm. Like this, this need for God. Yeah. And that is something that, you know, I think we, we see Christ when he tells the woman, like, drink and you will thirst no more. But it is like this, this drink, we will thirst no more, but we, we still want more, right? Like, we, right, right, right. And I don't know, it's, I guess maybe the, the next kind of as this goes, this natural flow, and maybe you can help me connect dots here, but is that, that, that thirst that will quench our thirst forever, right? We will, right, we, we will yeah. thirst no more, and yet we still desire more forever. So, Phil, explain this tension that we are to walk in. No, now. I refuse. No, I, <laughs> I, 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 this is what I want to talk about. This is why I want to talk about this, because I remember we were studying uh, several years ago a, a group of us uh, about this idea of, like, you know, Jesus said, take the water I give and you will never thirst again. And, you know, you look at Colossians, that we are we are complete in him who is the head of all rule and authority, that he has given, in Ephesians, he's given us uh, all the spiritual blessings of heaven mm-hmm. in Christ. He's already given us every spiritual blessing in heaven. Uh, Peter says he's given us all things pertaining to life and godliness, and, and we, are no, we know we're called to contentment. Mm-hmm. So how, but the we but we also recognize God is an infinite God. How can we both sort of celebrate and and live in our godly insatiability for Him, and yet uh, be content and yet be thankful? And I think right. it's a really interesting concept. And the idea was, you know, the question the guy asked: Well, should a Christian hunger for God? And I and I thought, hmm. And in one sense, the answer is no. A Christian should not hunger for God, as though he, you know, <laughs> as though he didn't have God. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think there's a big tendency in the church to have language and to trust emotions that say God is absent, that say I need. Yeah, it is more uh, of God, or I need something I was, from God because He's given it all. And I just was thinking of the song, like "I want more of You, God." I want, yeah. or like "Holy Spirit, You are Lord, fill this place." You know, right, like, yeah, right. all of these things where it's like constantly or, just. Like, I'm desperate for You. Yeah, well, that's from my era. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> bringing it back. That <laughs> I, Michael it, W. It is this, like, okay, because it, it is like the the. You can say, like, well, we already have him. Yes. But then on the other side, once you get a taste and you see that he is good, you just want more, right? right. Like, yeah. And there is, there's unlimited, unlimited depths <laughs> of our Father that we continue to, to contain and explore. And, like, if you think you've reached the end, then you haven't even touched it, right? Yeah. Like, there's so much more that we can get to. And so it is. But, but I think it's like this, to be content is to, to be content with the Father, not content with your relationship with him. I think mm. about, yeah. it's this, like, with my wife, right? Like, I am content with the wife of my youth. Like, I will love right. her forever. Like, she is... She not is, looking at, I'm not still flipping through right. the catalog. And so I think this, but I am not content with where my relationship with her is. I'm oh, not just good. like, oh, this that's needs good. to stay right here, right? Like, we are con- we date our wives right. through the entire marriage or our entire life. Like, we want to get to know them better, and there's no point in where I go, our relationship's good enough. 
<laughs> right. Right. No, we continue to work on things. We continue to go forward. But that doesn't mean that this discontentment in this relationship yes. doesn't mean that I'm like looking around like, well, I could be more content over here. So I think that is the call is we are content with our father because we have never had even these this little bit is better than anything else we could get from anything else. Right. But the discontentment is this relationship, I want to walk with him and I want to grow that relationship more and more and more and more. Yeah. And I think I think you point out a very very important uh change in our thinking you know the quote that we were thinking about and i think we should just quote this uh repeatedly i I posted it's another thomas traherne quote he says nothing is so easy than to think right but nothing is so difficult than to think well in other (laughs) words the easiest thing to do is just to think our minds always think constantly you know it's it does not the, the easiest thing to do is to think man to have Correct thoughts, godly thoughts, wise thoughts is, at least in our flesh, very difficult. Yeah. Um, and, and so uh, I think you bring up a really good point in, the, in that our mindset, our thought pattern needs to be, he is all we need. We have, and you need to know, if you're a believer and you don't know, you have all of God. Yeah. You have everything he can give you. He's already given it to you. It is, it's in your closet. All you got to do is open it up, take it off the hanger and put it on. Well, it is. It goes, you have it. You, it goes back to our previous episode. You have as much of, we have as much of God as we want. Right. Right. And so if you want him, he's there. Yeah. But you, it's, that's the, the you, lack of You are of the want. possessor of all things. Yeah. So, and, <clears throat> but at the same time you, the, and then, so that's a gratitude. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing Traherne points out is that there's a difference between, you know, insatiability is godly. Gratitude is ungodly. Ingratitude is ungodly, not gratitude. <laughs> we just had a whole episode about <laughs> gratitude. In, yeah, ingratitude is where you don't recognize what you've already been given. Yeah. Or you don't appreciate what you've already been given. There's a, uh, so I think, the, I think what you're saying uh, in that you're satisfied with the person, but maybe not with how well you know the person. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, you know we're called to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're, we're called to grow in knowledge, to be continually filled with the knowledge of his will, to be mm-hmm. continual, uh, to grow more continually intimate in our knowledge of him. Ephesians and I was going to look up, uh, there's a really great, um, there's a really great, translation in the Passion Translation of Ephesians 1, I think. I'm going to look it up. I know some people think the Passion Translation is bad, but they're just... If you are leaving the podcast right now because <laughs> Phil just brought up Whatever. the Passion Translation... Oh, get over it. <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, I'm going to look up Ephesians. Oh, here we go. So in, in the prayer in Ephesians 1, I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. There's always trains here. (laughs) Yes. I'm sure they heard that. I'm sure the mics are picking up the trains. Oh, absolutely. I I can hear it in my headphones. Okay. Uh, Yeah, but yeah, to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. And so if we go to the, the more traditional translations... 
that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe. Um, so it's this, yeah, it's this growing knowledge, mm-hmm. but uh, an, a contentment uh, and a trust, I think. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a trust yeah. that invades and pervades all of our speech and our thought that, no, I'm not asking God for anything else. Mm-hmm. And I have all of him. I'm asking for the grace to know him. Yeah. And, and I think that, so does a hunger, does a, uh, does a Christian hunger for God? Yes and no. <laughs> so I'd say if, if you hunger for God because you think you don't have something from him or of him, yeah. man, you just need to know more. Because he's given it to you, so you need to know it more. Well, I think it is like, do you hunger for God? I don't think the answer is yes and no. It's it's yes and yes, but it is like the... No, it's yes and no. It's what I said. <laughs> Lucas, you asked me that. <laughs> well, I'm just saying it's it's not this hunger of, I've been in the desert and I haven't eaten for years. Like, that that would be the hunger of when you first come to know God, right? Mm-hmm. Like this. But it is like, I don't eat and then stop eating. Mm-hmm. Like if we're using this comparison, like I don't just eat once and I'm like, well, I'm good for a while. No, right. like I, I eat and then I come back and I eat some more and then right. I eat some more. Like I haven't stopped eating in my entire life, right? Like yeah, I just but, keep coming back. Okay, so I just so to follow the comparison, I am going to say it's a different hunger. You know, Jesus said you'll never thirst again. Uh-huh. And maybe what, you know, maybe what we should say is, you know, he said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled. So that hunger is is filled mm-hmm. the new yes it's a new hunger it's You're a different filled, hunger but it's like a it's like a pringle right like you eat one <laughs> and then it's you no, just keep eating the, it <laughs> you just you want more all and more right. and more all right i disagree i don't think that's a good anyway i don't think that's a good analogy because pringles are from satan yeah i don't even i can't even eat pringles they have gluten in them it's like a is that why they're so good? It's like a mozzarella stick. I don't know. <laughs> just keep what going. I <laughs> I'm just, you just saying. just keep going. I do no, think I know it is. Like I know the, what you're the saying. The thirst is quenched, and yet it's unquenched, right? Like, the more we drink, the more we have of God, the more we want of God. I just think you've been a Christian too much of your life. It's a different thirst. It de- absolutely is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. It's not like I'm coming out of the desert parched. It's, it's that I love it so much, I uh, just yes. want to keep drinking. Yes. It's but like this but, oat milk mocha. Just want was more. it really good? Yeah, it's very tasty. Yeah. My my vanilla latte with coconut milk was good. Speaking of which, unsponsored because we don't have sponsors, but shout out to Zero Tolerance uh, right over here in Old Britain, uh, in Oklahoma City, the Old Britain district. What are they not tolerating? Because um, well, it, it sounds almost socially unacceptable to have zero tolerance well it's because they have uh, today's world it's like everything is pure they have single origin chocolate single origin beans oh like, okay uh fair trade all of the all farming that kind of fairly stuff. farm yeah it's all that stuff where it's yeah. like responsibly sourced i guess yeah responsible. so zero yeah, tolerance I, for hate injustice uh, I see, and I see, I see. bad coffee yeah okay so anyway cheers so phil a uh, minute of culture now phil well, I, yeah, take. Uh, Phil's Minute of Culture. I did not watch the Oscars. Okay. But, me and many people did. But I saw like two minutes of the Oscars. And this ridiculous movie, I don't know if it won Best Picture or what. It must have won something big because I think it was at the end. 
Maybe it did. It's called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Did oh. you see this movie? No, but I saw stuff about it, right? Okay. Like, uh, I couldn't bring myself to watch it, although it was very interesting looking. My wife, mm-hmm. I sat next to my wife on an airplane flying to Italy while she watched it. And I was like, oh. I can't believe my wife is watching this insanity. <laughs> and it is. It's complete insanity. Well, everything, everywhere, everything, all at once. Yeah, it's, and it's, it is insane. just crazy, surreal, right? wild stuff. I'm not recommending it or anything else, but the guy who, <laughs> the director or somebody who was giving the speech said the most bizarre thing, and I just don't know. I need to look up. Did he make a mistake, or is this what he meant to say? Here's what he said. He said, I know my father would be proud of me, not because of winning this award, but because, and he was kind of in tears, and I thought, oh, because I did this based on what he taught me, which is, and here's what he said, and I thought, surely he just said the opposite of what he meant to say. But he said it and did not correct himself and turned around, and the next person came up. He said, The number one value is that no person is more important than profit. (laughs) So he's saying that uh, it's more important to make money than people? And I'm like, is that what he meant to say or not? I don't know. I would love to hear your comments if you know. Did he mean to say that? Has there been a backlash against that? Because I feel like that's not a message that anyone wants to hear in 2023. Well, you know, Phil, here on Second Breakfast Losers, Phil, that's what we believe. That's why we make no profit ever, uh, which is fine. No, that's the opposite. We believe no profit, profit is, is more important, important than at all. recording a podcast for 40 people to listen to. No profit is worth any effort. <laughs> Excellent. All right, Phil. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, yeah, this has been a great episode. Phil, if they have any questions, comments, and concerns, they can go to secondbreakfast777 at gmail.com or, or secondbreakfast777 at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up and DM us on Facebook and otherwise, uh, Facebook, Instagram. That's it. TikTok. I think we. We don't have a TikTok. I don't know. I don't even know what social media we have. Well, you need to you need to turn on the TikToks. I do. On the second breakfast TikToks. Just think actually how relaxing that would be. Our next episode, I just decided we're talking about silence, which is actually turning <laughs> off the TikTok. So Yeah, turn All off right. the TikToks and the We Facebooks. love you. Last words, Phil? Oh, oh yeah. That was a great day. Remember that day when we did that? Was that was a great. We need to do that again. Are you going to do a smooth jazz rap? Let's try it. All right. Here we go. Yeah, tick tock goes the clock. Wasting all the time. Got distractions. Got to keep our minds off all the important things. It's hard to just think well. So we don't. We like to listen to everything. Filling it all up. Ain't got no time to think about the good stuff. Gotta keep the bad stuff coming in as much as possible. We don't like to think what's right and wrong. We just like to say it's not so bad to sing this song. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Love you guys. We'll see you later. Love you guys. Bye-bye.